Boston Celtics looked about as bad as I expected, worse even, but kind of doesn't matter because they got Robert Williams back and he was really, really good. And I'm going to talk about that right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, gapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropping directly to your device wherever you get your podcast shows, even on YouTube. And if you subscribe on YouTube, you get to be part of a Celtics community that's kind of fun and lots of comments, lots of good conversation, maybe some of the best conversation you're going to find around. So make sure you're uh, hopping in that on the YouTube channel and uh, participate. I'm John Corrales here at the TD Garden. Uh, they're changing the floor out on the uh, uh, in the arena to hockey, so I am here in the back. Luckily, I have this cool little background, uh, the Celtics Magic logo, uh, so they helped me out a little bit with the production value of the show. Uh, so thank you for that. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars as well. Uh, formerly a professional basketball player many, 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 many years ago. All right, let's get to the nitty-gritty here. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about this game. The Celtics sucked in this game. I told you they were going to suck in this game. Uh, it didn't take a genius to, to, to realize they were going to suck in this game. Uh, I thought they might still win, but they came in and looked terrible. The first six minutes of the game, five minutes of the game, they actually looked pretty good. Uh, they they hit a, a bunch of shots. The shots were falling. The three-pointers were falling. Uh, Jason Tatum scored uh, 30, I mean, 20 points in his first 12 minutes, 14 minutes of play, and then scored 11 the rest of the way. He finished with 31, but it, it really, after the midway through the second quarter, he didn't do a whole lot. Once the, the shots stopped falling for the Celtics, they they were they were cooked. Uh, they they shot overall eleven of forty six, which is about twenty four percent. But after the seven minute mark or so in the second quarter, they shot fifteen percent. So they shot five of seven to start, and then the rest of the way garbage, hot garbage, all the way around. Uh, first game back from a long road trip. This is not a surprise. This is not. Something that we I knew that this was going to be a bad game, uh, but it was even worse. Maybe because the road trip was longer, uh, they came in and had even less energy than I thought. Maybe hitting those shots early uh, was the worst thing that could happen because the Celtics just thought they maybe that they could rely on those the whole game. But overall, I, I think only Robert Williams had a good game. Everyone else had meh to bad games uh, in the second in the second half. The really the most disappointing part of this game was in the third quarter, uh, the Magic came out to what an eleven-two run to start the the second the third quarter, and that was that that to me that was it. 
They were cooked after that. Yeah, they brought it down to single digits. I never thought that they actually had a, a real challenge in them. Uh, in the third quarter, fourth quarter, fourth quarter, the Celtics kind of made a little bit of a charge, but damn it, every single time they made a, a, a move, it felt like Jalen Brown was turning the ball over. He had seven turnovers in the game. It's just a really bad game for him all around. Some travel calls that just when when Jalen gets into this mode, it it just kind of cascades. He he just wasn't there, and I think he was getting into his own head again. I think it's just a classically bad Jalen game. It's not doesn't happen very often, but it happened in this one. Tatum, like I said, came out hot, twenty points like in a hurry, and then after that, never really pulled the team out of anything. Al Horford got ejected. And I saw when I saw the play happen, I didn't I didn't realize what happened live, but then you saw the play on on the replay. And you're like, oh yeah, I was talking to Brian Robb and Sweet Chirado of Mass Live. We all sit next to each other in the game, and we were you know, we were talking. I was like, geez, I think a flagrant two might be actually be on the table. And lo and behold, it was a flagrant two, and he got ejected. That was big because Horford was he was the one guy who was hitting shots. He hit two of four three pointers, and in 15 minutes, had six rebounds, had three block shots. He was he was really 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 important to this, and and I thought losing him was massively disruptive to the team. And he was the guy who he missed the whole road trip. He had the fresh legs. The rules didn't apply to him. Then he gets frustrated, a loss of composure, and that really cost the team. I thought maybe Al and Rob could be the impetus for one of those late game, a few minutes to go, five minutes to go, you're kind of within 10, and they were, and maybe there was a, oh my God, we're going to squeak out this stupid little win over a bad team. They played five minutes of good basketball, and that's all it took, and just file it away, and goodbye. Thank you. Thank you for the win. Goodbye. Never think about this game again. They could. They just couldn't do it. I think Al um, not being in the game was, you know, getting kicked out was that was meaningful. That's as far as that. That's all I care to talk about the game. It was gross. It doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, if they come back on Sunday and suck, then that that will be more meaningful to me than this. Uh, this was the game that I expected them to be crappy in. They were crappy. It ended up being so crappy that they lost. And you don't want them to lose. I'm not concerned yet. I know that people are saying, well, look, they, they lost that game to Golden State. They didn't look great against the Clippers. They had to collapse against the Lakers. I can understand the thread between those three. I don't think it's anything that's carrying over this game. I'm willing to chalk this up as well. Now we're going to see what the real carryover is. But really the most important part of this, Robert Williams was back, and I think he looked Pretty good. I'll talk about that in a second. First, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Crack Sauce. C-R-A-I-C Sauce. It's a big, bold, beautiful hot sauce made here in Massachusetts, about 40 minutes north of here uh, in Lowell, maybe less from the garden in Lowell, Massachusetts. So Celtic season ticket holder, locally made, local employees, local farms. This is, you want to buy ethically, if that's something you're into, then if you're looking for a hot sauce, 
do it and help help a lo- local Massachusetts employees and a fellow Celtics fan. And it really, I think it's it's delicious, delicious stuff. Uh, it's not just something you pour on top that gives you just heat. They do have that, but also ingredients, different types of flavors, curry, pumpkin, different flavors that you're, like I said, big, bold, built different that you can incorporate into your cooking. It is great, great stuff. Um, I, I feel like a lot of Celtics fans have been buying it. Go to crack sauce, C-R-A-I-C sauce.com. It's, I'm recording this on December 17th. You might, if you're in a pinch looking for a Christmas gift, you might be able to sneak this in under the wire. If you're in Massachusetts, especially, maybe you can get some quick shipping. It's worth doing. C-R-A-I-C sauce.com. Promo code is locked on. You get 10% off. They're awesome. Uh, I love it. Uh, I hope you pick some up. Okay, Robert Williams. Uh, four of four, all dunks. Uh, I thought he came in. Obviously, he came in and had <laughs> hit three fouls in just a snap. <laughs> it felt like he might foul out. He said, okay, well, he, he's on a bit of a minutes. They didn't call it a minutes restriction, but he obviously only played 17 minutes. So this was about what I thought it was going to be. Uh, they brought him off the bench. I was a little surprised at that. I thought you go and you you maybe you start him. And I, as I said, you play the whole stretch. But we were talking before the game. Brian Scalabrini was was in the media room, and we're all talking, trying to figure out how they might do it. He made a good point that you don't want to play the big stretch right away. And I didn't think about that. You know, he's trying to get his legs back. The four minutes, two four minute stretches uh, versus the one big eight minute stretch. I think that made a lot of sense because he said after the first four minutes he was tired as hell. So that made sense. Bring him in, let him get get his sea legs a little bit, and then take him out. Catch your breath, get your legs back under you. Let's put you back in. So that ultimately, I believe that that was actually the right way to go. He came in, like I said, rusty a little bit, but four trips down the floor after an offensive foul, an illegal screen, he catches a lob. And right there, he says, My nerves calm down, kind of felt back into the flow of things. Gets a blocked shot. And you can see the attention paid to him in that dunker spot. And I think slowly he's going to incorporate himself into more of the offense. You saw a lot of shrugging out there sometimes. He's like, where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? Uh, You saw some times where he was just kind of running shoulder to shoulder with with a teammate on the offensive side. And you're like, that's that's not how you're supposed to be. That's not where the where that go. You're supposed to go. So there was there was that. a little bit of confusion, a little bit of rust, uh, both a step slow and playing too fast, which the combination of that doesn't seem like it makes any sense. But when I say a step slow, it means he's processing things a little too slow. But playing fast means he's he's not under control. So late decision-making and out of control is what kind of gets you that combination of quick fouls. Um and he's probably so amped to be back in the game. And the, the crowd goes nuts when he checks. He just stepped up. He just stood up from the bench. And the whole building started to cheer. Uh, when he checked in, the whole building erupted. Standing ovation. He gets the lob. The building explodes. So he's probably a little hyped in, in playing, like I said, fast. But at the same time, still kind of saying, oh, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be here. Oh, yeah. The, oh, 
there's a guy. Oh, that's my guy. And, and, and going. So there's, there's some acclimation here. It's not perfect, but, but there were a couple of plays that really stood out to me. Uh, there was one where I highlighted this on Boston sports journal where the magic get a steal and Cole Anthony gets the ball. He's calling for it on the right side and he gets it and he takes a dribble and he sees Rob and he goes, <gasps> and then he kind of, Nope, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to keep to the corner and they miss the shot. It, it's and, and look, Cole Anthony's not afraid of getting in there and, and getting dirty and taking a layup and, and getting contact. But he saw Rob and said, Nope, I'm not doing that. And that's that's the one of the biggest Rob effects that you're going to see. I've said this before a million times on this podcast. He is going to make the Celtics defense better just by being back there. And and Malcolm Brogdon said it after the game. He said, I know that when I get beat, somebody's going to be back there to clean things up. So defensively, there's no adjustment. It's, oh, I got beat. Oh, there's Rob. I can at least now go and, and maybe box out Rob's guy. It's a very, it's a very simple concept that when Rob steps up and leaves his guy, Malcolm or whoever on the perimeter says, okay, I got beat. Here goes Rob. Where's Rob's guy? Let me box that guy out because if Rob blocks the shot and Rob's the guy that Rob left gets the ball back, that's an offensive rebound. That counts as a second chance point and second chance points kill the Celtics. They gave up 20 second chance points in this game. So get back, box out Rob's guy, help him out because he's helping you. And then later on in the play, even if your guy sees Rob and then turns the corner, you don't want that guy to just dump it off to Rob's guy to, to, you know, you know what I mean? Like if Brogdon is carding Cole Anthony and Mo Bamba's down, down on the block, you don't want it to just be, Oh, Rob stepped up and helped me out. And then Bamba's getting a dunk. So you got to go help him out. So that's going to be part of the process, but it's also going to be a very easy way for the Celtics to say, Oh, okay, we're just going to Rob's going to deter my guy. I'm going to go help him. And then we're going to find our way back to our original assignments, but we've now prevented something at the rim. He also blocked the shot. He he scared the crap out of Franz Wagner on a contest, and that's that's something that uh, was was really fun to see. Those plays that when you know Wagner comes down the middle, he turns the corner, comes down the middle, thinks he's got an open lane, and Rob shoots like he's out of a cannon from the right block, and like <laughs> flies past Wagner, not, not even the best contest, but Wagner was like, Oh, and he went and in turn <laughs> went to uh, his left hand and missed the layup. So that is meaningful as well. So I think Rob had a nice impact in this game. Joe Missoula afterwards said he kind of picked off, picked up where he left off with his help defense. So that's good. He's aware of what he's supposed to do. The, the defensive concept is still the same. As he gets his wind back, as he gets his legs back, we're seeing he's going to be an integral part of the, the offense, integral part of the defense. He moved the ball, I think, pretty well. He had an assist to Malcolm Brogdon that was an absolute laser. I thought he he did really, really well. Uh, it's It's good to see him out there. He looked good. I didn't see him limping. He was jumping pretty well. I think he was jumping pretty high. He seemed pretty vicious with his dunks. He, the worst thing is that he, his legs kind of like, I, th I thought he looked bouncier than I expected. 
because I was expecting sometimes for him to to not look bouncy and people go, oh my God, what's wrong with him? No, the bounce is certainly still there. I thought he moved well, and the worst thing is that he got tired, which is expected. Now the next step is, as you're listening to this podcast, how is his body recovering? How on Saturday will he recover? Is he going to feel, how much soreness is he going to, he'll feel soreness for sure. But is it the, you know, lactic acid buildup soreness? Or is it the, oh, hmm, something's kind of going on in my knee soreness. So that's, that's going to be the, the question. And one of the things before the game that, that uh, Joe Mazzula said was that he thought that the reason why today was the, the day to bring him back is the recovery was going well. He, he had been working well, his cardio had been going well, and his recovery had been going well. So he, his body has been responding well to these workouts. Now let's see how the body responds to 17 minutes of game time and see how he can do on Sunday. Does he still play 17? Does he go up 20 or, or what? So all in all, crappy game, absolute crap fest of a game, but the Celtics basically picked up uh, one of the most meaningful players. We talk about December 15th being uh, the day that players can start getting traded and all of that. Well, the Celtics picked up Robert Williams. That's basically the way I look at it. They got Robert Williams and they're adding Robert Williams to what had been the best team in the league. Now you're going to start integrating him. This is a great stretch to do it. The opponents, I think, are, are it's a good stretch of opponents for him. I come out of this game feeling more positive than negative because I guess because I expected such a terrible game that Rob's performance was so good to me uh, as far as in a first game back from a long layoff that I just, I come away with it thinking that this is, this is good stuff for the Celtics. Um, the loss notwithstanding. I'll be back after the next game Celtics and magic part two in that game. I expect it to go a little bit differently. I expect the Celtics to come out and lay the hammer down. I think they're going to say, I think they're going to be a little pissed off. They, they understood. Everybody understands what this was. I think they're going to come out and they're going to be like, all right, look, congratulations. You caught us on a bad day. I think everybody knew it was going to be a bad day. Now we're going to play for real. We're going to go up by 40 at some point in the third quarter, and that's going to be the end of it. So uh, we'll see. I'll be back afterwards and see if I'm right about that one. So Subscribe. If this is your first time listening or watching, thank you so much for coming on. And by the way, by the way, have to mention this for the YouTube side. The last podcast got the show up over a million views for the year. 2022 YouTube got over a million views. Most ever for the lockdown Celtics podcast, still relatively new on the, on the, on YouTube. So, uh, thank you all so, so, so much for getting the show up to a million. I mean, it's all you. It's all you. I'm here to enhance your Celtics experience. I'm here to make you feel more whole as a Celtics fan. You're watching the games. I'm here to add stuff for you. Maybe you learn something. Maybe you disagree with me and, and you, you, you grow. Or maybe you just this just makes you feel better about being a Celtics fan. And whatever it is, I'm here for you. And hopefully you are enjoying the show. Thank you all so much for getting us to a million views on YouTube. Subscribe if you're new. If you're not, 
If you're still a subscriber, if you're a subscriber already, then share the podcast. Tell your friends and family and everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.